a nursing student wakes up to discover he's a trillionaire. A man was arrested for licking a body at a mortuary. And over half of all phone calls are spam. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Thank you for joining me. I have some weird stories from around the world. I appreciate your presence. A nursing student woke up and discovered he's a trillionaire. When Christopher Williamson went to sleep, he was a nursing student. A nursing student that invested in a very small cryptocurrency. $20 he threw on it. When he woke up, it was straight out of a Black Mirror episode. As this nursing student learned that his money had multiplied 65 billion times, making him a trillionaire. That's right, T-R, trillionaire. I don't even know how much money that is, but it's enough to quit nursing school, I'd imagine. Why be a nurse when you're a trillionaire? What did Christopher try to do with his newfound fortune? Withdraw it, right? That's what I would do. That's what you would do. Well, that's what he tried to do. After all, he figured this has got to be a mistake. I better get my money out quick. What was the name of the crypto he invested in? It was called Rocket Bunny. And it had never traded above point zero 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 seven per Rocket Bunny coin. It's <laughs> a lot of zeros in there. Here's a quote from Christopher. I woke up. It's like 9 a.m., bro. I'm like always, you know, check my phone, check my crypto, you know, bro. I wake up, check my crypto. Hey, bro, let me check my crypto just to see how it's doing, you know, just see if I'm a trillionaire and I could quit school, you know. You never know. You got to check it out, man. You wake up, you might find yourself a trillionaire. So I looked at it. I'm waking up. I'm just like, nah, nah, I'm sleeping, right? I look at it again. I'm like, wow. No, I'm like dreaming, right? At that point, I fall out of my bed literally. I run to my desk, I log into Coinbase, and, and you know, I'm like talking to my friends. You know, I got them on the phone. I'm, I told my friend, I'm like, dude, you need to help me figure out how to sell this coin right now, bro. There's something wrong. I got to withdraw. Well, there was a mistake. Uh, there was an error in all this. His attempts to take the balance out through Coinbase was met with a bunch of errors. Christopher eagerly awaited a chance to get his hands on his surprise windfall. But Coinbase sent a message that they were reviewing the situation in order to find the best solution. Yeah, that means you're not getting it usually, right? <laughs> now, we need to review this, sir. We need a little more information. Could you send us a copy of your driver's license? You're like, damn it. Now, his little investment wouldn't make Christopher the very first trillionaire, but it would put him in a class of only six other people ever. Since the beginning of time, it says here there have only been six trillionaires. Uh, he would be joining a list including Genghis Khan and King Solomon. I know I'll never get one trillion, but I, you know, I hope something comes out of it that makes sense and that's fair, Christopher explained to the media. In an effort to move the process along and move it into his favor, Christopher invited all of the Coinbase employees on, on a mega yacht shaped like a penguin if they eventually allow him to withdraw the funds. So far, he says there's been no response. <laughs> Now, well, hey, bribery never hurt, you know. You got to move it along. Christopher has been tweeting his journey as the first modern-day trillionaire. He said that if it isn't resolved soon, he will need an emotional support penguin. <laughs> he loves penguins. <laughs> this guy's very funny. I hope he gets his trillion. It sounds like he'll bring joy to the world with his money, you know. Yachts made out of penguins. Who knows what else made out of penguins that he'll bring to the world. Maybe he'll give everybody a pet penguin. You know, if I had a trillion dollars, I could afford to give everybody something. 
every person on this earth I could give a little something. I don't know what. Maybe just a like a an iced coffee. But that'd be pretty cool. I don't know. If you got if you were a trillionaire, what would you give everybody on earth? What would you do with your trillion? Something good, I hope. You can't just spend it on yourself. How? There's just not enough time in your life to spend a trillion. Uh, I don't know, call the show, 646-450-2012. I want to hear from you weirdos. What weird ideas would you bring to a trillion dollars? What weird actions, activities, events would you coordinate with a trillion dollars? Yay! A man was arrested for licking a body inside a mortuary. Now, this is a story not for the faint of heart. If you guys can't handle someone licking a dead body, you might want to fast forward this. It's very strange. This took place in Kenya. Police arrested a young man, 22 years old. He was found licking the body of a dead lady at a hospital mortuary in Homa Bay. The man has been identified as Onyango. Just one name. He's like Madonna. Like Jonesy. Uh, Except for Jonesy and Madonna don't lick dead bodies at mortuaries. This guy's a troubled young man. He was nabbed. What was he doing exactly? Licking blood from a woman who, until her death, worked as a teacher. Uh, the media has established that the woman was shot dead by assailants while she was washing dishes at her house. However, Onyango is said to have snuck into the morgue and had an exchange with the attendants, who asked him to register his details before he was allowed to see any bodies. What is with these mortuaries in Kenya? You can just walk in and give your license and go visit dead bodies. You don't have to prove you're a relative, at least, or a friend, or one of those detectives, CSI style, or a doctor. You, you, just, you can just walk in and look at the bodies. What, what is this? Some form of entertainment? Just a free night out? Hey, what's going on? Ah, I'm broke, but I want to go out and have a good time. I'm going to go to the mortuary. They let you watch the bodies for free. Go in there and look at them. Yeah. When asked whose body he wanted to see, the suspect gave the name of a male was directed to where the body was lying. Still, still, did you have to, you, you, should you be related to the male at least to go? Okay, I'm not going to question what's going on in Kenya because it's just something I'm never going to understand. So he viewed the body of the male, apparently. On his way out, he saw the body of a female teacher. He knelt beside it and started licking the body. Doesn't say where. I don't want to imagine where. Uh the boss of the mortuary named Monica said that they were grilling the suspect over the incident and that there was need to establish whether he was involved in her death. They thought he might be involved in some way. It says here, it is very important that we find out whether Onyango was involved in the murder of this teacher. This can assist in knowing what is the link between his actions and her death. An attendant told the police that Onyango started tasting the blood with his right finger before he knelt and started reaching the blood using... Reaching the blood using his tongue. Wow. Is this guy like auditioning to be a vampire? What, what is it? What's going on here? He's trying to join a vampire gang and this is the initiation. You need to go to the morgue. Okay, you need to lick the blood of a dead, a dead virgin if you can find one. I mean, I can't help but jump to the conclusion that this is some sort of fetish. I mean, the fetishes that I've covered on this show are just countless. And there's all sorts. There's a myriad of insane fetishes that I just would never think could be fetishes, but whatever you can imagine that could be a fetish is probably a fetish, including licking the blood of a dead person at a mortuary, I'd imagine. This, to me, is just another argument for cremation, because, you know, once you're dead, you can't control who's touching your body or where it goes, and it's it's like kind of up for grabs in a way. 
especially if you're at one of these mortuaries where they just let anybody walk in if they pay a toll. It's just cremation, guys, cremation. You don't want anybody licking your body after you're dead. Over half of all phone calls are spam. I find that easy to believe. Although unwanted calls are nothing new, spam calls, scam calls, robocalls affect thousands of people each day in the U.S. I'd imagine in other countries as well. Do you guys get a lot of scam calls? Scammers claiming to work for government agencies, claiming to be technical support, asking for your health insurance information. They cause great concern for people. I typically get that one about my car warranty expiring. I don't know what that's all about. But we got some data now. RoboShield is a California-based online safety services company. They surveyed over a 1,000 Americans about their experience with unwanted cell phone calls. They wanted to discover how many total calls respondents received on their cell phone in a typical week and the number of unwanted calls such as spam or scam or robocalls they received during the course of a week as well. On average, over half, 50% of the calls that people received were of the unwanted category. People in their 20s receive an average of 11 unwanted calls per week. People in their 30s and 40s receive 12. People aged 50 and older receive 13 unwanted calls per week. People aged 80 and over receive 20 unwanted calls per week, and they answer 19 of them. I'm lying about that last stat, but <laughs> just the older people are like, I got a phone call. Hello? Hello? At one time, I was a bill collector. I'm not trying to brag, but I could always get the old people on. They never paid, but I could always get them to answer the phone. I'd be like, Sally, you owe Citibank. Do you want to pay? They'd be like, hello, is this my nephew? <laughs> no, no, it's this is Citibank. Will you pay your bill? Hi, Gerald. How are you? Are you coming to visit Granny? Yeah, I'm coming to visit Granny. Just cut me a check, please. Okay, we got more stats. I know you guys are curious about the robocalls. Four out of five people think that unwanted phone calls are the most annoying. Well, who's that? Who's that other 20% that... <laughs> Oh, they think, okay, less than, 10 less than 10 think that text messages or emails are most annoying. How could you find text messages and emails more annoying than the actual call? Like, the thing that's making your phone ring is far more annoying than the arrival of an email. Are you crazy? <laughs> it's so more invasive. The ringing of the phone is more invasive. These phones ring for like two minutes. Over half, 55% of Americans would answer their phone if it was an unknown caller with a familiar phone number. Uh, a third would answer the phone if it was in the same area code, and over one in four would answer if the unknown caller was in the same state as the receiver. Yeah, and this is where they've gotten um, highly specialized. And you used to get like these spam calls, and they would be an 888 number or an 800 number or an, 88, or an 877 number, and you would just not pick that up. And But now they're coming in with area codes from your hometown, from the city that you live in. So they're getting trickier. Okay, we got some more stats. Almost one in four would answer the phone to an unknown caller. People ages 50 and older reported receiving the most unwanted calls. Sadly, about one in 10 people admit to falling for some sort of phone scam. That's sad. While over one in three know someone that has fallen for a phone scam. When scammers or spammers are suspected, almost 9 out of 10 do not answer the phone, but when they do, the claims of the caller vary significantly. 
Well, if you know it's a scammer or a spammer, I don't know why you would answer the phone unless you feel like just screwing with them, which I've done before. That's very fun to screw with these scammers and spammers. You sort of like flip it on them and prank them, you know, say something mean about their grandparents. Uh, it says here, more than one in two people have received calls from scammers claiming to be from a government agency. One in four have received calls from scammers requesting their health insurance information. Almost one in ten receive calls claiming a family member is in trouble. And 6.2% answer calls claiming a fine is owed for missing jury duty. <laughs> a fine for missing jury duty. <laughs> Does that even exist? A fine for missing jury duty? I thought they'd just send you another letter next year. Now it says here, efforts to reduce unwanted calls vary. 53% of people block unwanted callers' numbers using the features on their cell phone. That's what I do as well. Um, 41% register the number on the no-call list on the National Do Not Call Registry. Oh, that's going a, a, an extra step there with the effort. I'll, I'll post the link to an article that features five ways that you can stop robocalls and scam calls. I'll post it in the Patreon and on the Facebook page for you guys if you want a little bit of help with that because they're annoying, absolutely annoying. Have any of you been scammed before? I'd like to hear your story. Um, you don't have to give your name. You can do it anonymously. Uh, you got the phone number to my show. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. I'd love to hear of some sort of weird scam that uh, they roped you in on. I mean, nothing life-threatening, of course. They do some. They try and do some weird stuff. There's always that one where they like go to the store and buy gift cards. They always want you to buy gift cards, like like a hundred of them. It's very, it's crazy. Um, I, I've never fallen for one of those, thankfully. But they've tried. They've tried for sure. And that does it for another episode of Weird AF News. Thank you for joining me, and thanks for all of you who contributed by sending me stories. I appreciate that. You can always send them to me via email, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can submit them through my website, weirdafnews.com. Uh, I'm very proud to say that I was mentioned on one of my favorite podcasts, which is Pod News, where uh, the, the producer slash host, James Cridlin, uh, gave me a little shout-out for hitting a 1,000 episodes. I'm going to play it for you. Listen up. Congratulations to Weird AF News for hitting episode 1000. It claims to be the only daily weird news podcast recorded in a closet, unless you know different. How awesome is that? This is a, a podcast I've listened to for a couple of years now. I get all my podcast news from Pod News. I highly recommend it. And the host, James, is extremely funny. He's very, very funny. And I, I, I really keep going back for him because he just makes me laugh. Uh, but that was super. He's a little, he was a little late. I sent him the email, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago when I hit episode 1,000. But I, I imagine he's inundated with messages all the time. So a uh, big thank you to James and everyone at Pod News. And I appreciate the shout out. And if you guys are into uh, podcasting yourself and you want to keep up with the industry news, I recommend Pod News, which is a daily short Pod News podcast. Pretty cool. Uh, what else? If you'd like to support my show on some level, uh, leave me a review on either Amazon or iTunes or tell a friend to check it out. I think that's very helpful. Word of mouth is always an amazing way to spread something. So, yeah. Uh, lastly, I'm going to publish a couple phone calls, and you also can call the show, 646-450-2012. I'd love to hear from my listeners. And uh, I appreciate the support, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hi, Beth Gonzi. I wanted to congratulate you on the story today and your altruistic, benevolent, uh, charitable, 
kind words that you used in response to every story. On the first story, it was about the missing pistachio nuts. And you didn't understand why anyone would want to eat pistachios. You know, never mind the fact that they're one of the best nuts for you and one of the best tasty nuts. You said, why would someone want to steal those and haunt those and, and haul those away? Well, you suggested that they weren't very good and they should, should, uh, should be stealing and transporting people from other countries instead. You know, immigrants. Yeah, Mr. Altruistic. And then on your second story, it was about a man who had eaten kittens. And you didn't have any problem with that. Well, well, you didn't really like that so much. But you said, maybe he should be eating dogs instead. Yeah, let me eat puppies instead. <laughs> Mr. Charitable. Then on your final story, it was about sending Jeff Bozos into space and not allowing him to come back to the land um, on Earth again. <laughs> you said, yeah, I'll sign that petition. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Humanitarian Jonesy. Yep, he's the best guy we know. Mr. Benevolent, Mr. Altruistic. <laughs> Jonesy, I'm just pulling your leg. I'm just pulling your leg. You know, I had an idea myself about what should be transported instead of, instead of pistachios. How about you say, what's the difference between a truckload of watermelons and a truckload of babies? You know the difference, Jonesy? You can't unload the babies with the, you can't unload the watermelons with the pitchfork. <laughs> That's right. You can't unload the watermelons with the pitchfork. Take that down, Dave. Well, Jonesy, if I'm going to be a weirdo, I'm going to have to say, let's go on, on the air and see if we can get me funded to either go to Russia or to buy drone parts and drones. The, the drone business is, is killing me here. I'm trying to learn how to do FPV, and my pockets are hurting, Jonesy. Help me out here in Philadelphia. What? What? Give you a cheesesteak.